Happy Wednesday to you. Man, this has been a a heavy week for me. It's been a heavy two months for me. (laughs) You know, like, it is. I'm not even going to try to deny it, hide it, run from it. I was talking to um, my sister friend last night. I don't even call her a friend anymore. I just call her my sister because, man, she has been there for me through some really, really tough times. I mean, my gratitude for my friends goes so deep, so deep. And we were talking about life and purpose and projects, you know, because she's got her own projects going on that she's creating. And I told her, I said, you know, I just, I wish I knew where this podcast was going. Because <laughs> like, I'm such a planner, even though I try to just go with the flow and my free spirit self, I also like to know where things are going too. <laughs> so she's like, well, and she laughed. She was like, what? And I was like, I don't know. I just wish I knew, but I guess I'm not supposed to. And I said, you know, of course, I have been judging myself with this podcast. Like, I don't know if it's good enough. I mean, am I crazy? I'm sharing so much of myself. She's like, yeah, you're opening up your journal and you're allowing other people to read. I was like, whoa, whoa, let's not put it like that. And my heart, my chest starts burning. I was like, oh, my God, when you put it like that. And of course, she's laughing. And, and I'm like, why, why am I doing that? You know, I'm like, oh, because I feel pulled to, you know, like, I don't know why. You know, like I'll listen back. I'll I'll start to critique myself. I'm like, what am I doing? But at the end of the day, I can't feel stopped. I feel pulled to have this podcast. And uh, you know, so it was just the way she said it, though. It was like that. You know that burning sensation when you're like in that middle of vulnerability, and you're like, my air is getting sucked off. <laughs> I can't breathe. My chest is burning. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. I have been sharing my truth for a couple years now. So what am I really afraid of? (laughs) You know, like, who cares? Who am I trying to impress? Nobody. Trying to impress me, you know. Uh, But I was just sitting here thinking about all the lessons I have learned in the last 10 years. And that's been a recycled thought this week is just things that I have gone through in 10 years. And, uh, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, okay? Maybe it's too woo-woo for some people or maybe you don't fully believe or, you know, everybody's got their own beliefs and that's okay. It's okay to have your own beliefs. You know, I I feel like as long as you got something to believe in because we can't make it in this world by ourselves. And so I was was actually thinking about my higher consciousness, you know, because that's, that's my other me. We're one, you know, that's my other half. Uh, and, and that higher consciousness has, has saved me from a lot of mistakes and a lot of potential downward spirals and has saved me from things of my childhood, from a biking accident I got into to, you know, and a lot of this stuff has been triggered in the last like six months of like deep buried memories of like, oh yeah, I did go through a lot as a kid, you know, in and out of hospitals. I had pineal cysts in my, in my brain, ended up being benign, but like the word death was always thrown at me as a kid. Like, oh, if you don't get this fixed, you're going to die, you know, or the doctors, I'd overhear conversations with the doctor, my mom, like, she's got to go get brain surgery. We're like, what? What is what? You know, like, as a kid, you're like panicking inside. You're like, you're going to crack open my skull and remove what? <laughs> you know, like, what? No kid should ever have to hear that. But, you know, there's kids 
with diseases and sicknesses every day in the world. And worse than that, you know, that have to hear uncomfortable, tragic conversations, you know, and then I got into a biking accident and, you know, it was, that was intense. I was in the ER sitting in the hospital bed. I remember seeing my grandfather and the nurse was like, um, excuse me to my mom, your daughter's in there talking to someone. (laughs) My mom's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it didn't phase her. She was like, okay. You know, because spirituality kind of was in the home growing up wasn't always embraced, but it was in the home. And, uh, you know, so there were many moments as a kid that I'm grateful that I was alive. There was a time that we were in Florida and I was drowning. And this stranger who I remember had a Rolex because he jumped in the water with his Rolex. That was like the big to-do. Like everybody's like, oh my God, he didn't even take off his Rolex, you know, and he saved my life. Like there were so many near-death experience I had as a kid you know, but then you just lose track of it and you move forward and you, you know, uh, and then things were pretty calm during, during high school, you know, but then it was like, I was reckless in my twenties. I was so reckless. I mean, Vegas, there was someone watching out for me in Vegas. There was between the toxic behaviors. I, was entertaining the, the drinking and driving from one side of Vegas to the other, the nonstop drinking, you know, it was the, the, the phone calls of just depression and what am I doing with my life? And what saved me, the irony is when my dad got into a car accident and my mom was like, pull over. We need to have a talk. I'm like, why? Just don't drive Amber. Just pull over and listen to me. Cause you know, sometimes I can be really stubborn. I was like, fine. And then she told me, and I, I will never forget that. I can still feel that feeling. I thought, shit, what does that mean? He's on the operating table right now? Well, I, I'm on the West Coast. There's a three-hour difference. <laughs> you know what? And I don't remember. I kind of like blacked out after that because within, I don't even know. I, I want to say within like 30, no, not even. I don't even remember. I just remember I needed to get out of there. I was having like a full-blown panic attack and I was like, I need to go and see my dad. And I I just left Vegas. I left Vegas and I came home. And my friend Rachel helped me move and we had such a crazy cross-country trip. (laughs) Like such a crazy, like we were watching the Michigan and Ohio State game and we were sitting at the bar and I looked at her and I said, how would you feel if we stopped drinking right now? We sobered up (laughs) and we just got in the car tonight and just drove home. And she's like, let's do it. Because she was like, Amber, you got to get the hell out of here. Like, what? You're like hanging out in strip clubs like as a regular thing? And I was like, yeah, like I just hang out and talk to the strippers, you know? Like, I mean, we're talking about life here, you know? And because I'll talk to anybody. And you know what? A lot of people judge women who choose that lifestyle. And sometimes that's all they know. And that's all that they believe in themselves. Or sometimes they're just trying to make a bunch of money to build a better life. I stopped judging women who choose that lifestyle after actually speaking with them. I'm not saying all women choose to better themselves with it, but you know, don't judge people unless you know their story. And even then don't judge. But anyways, getting back to my story. uh, Yeah, we, we got in the car and I remember packing up my car and it was so weighed down. I was like, Rachel, we screw it. We're just going to go to the dumpster. And I just ended up like 
because it was at night. It was like 11 o'clock at night or something crazy like that. And we were just like throwing things away in the dumpster, you know? And I was like, I, I don't even care. I need to get home. And I did. We made that cross country trip, got home and man, reality hit me. I was back in Michigan, but not in a good place with myself, you know? And then the cycle repeated and the, the toxic behavior repeated, the drinking, the everything. And then I, I found a connection. I found radio. So I almost kind of feel like radio saved my life in a way because it gave me something. It gave me a purpose. It gave me something to focus on outside of partying. And, um, and then I, I became hungry for this, this radio business, you know, and I started to talk to everybody and anybody you know, I want to learn. I want to be a sponge. I want to absorb everything. And then I finally got my big opportunity, my first full-time job in Vermont. And I took off. And I was like, peace. I'm never coming back to Michigan. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> you know, poor Michigan, you know, kind of like shit on it. I was like, whatever. But it had nothing to do with the state. It had to do with me. It had to do with how I was feeling. And boy, was it going to catch up with me in Vermont <laughs> in the middle of the mountains uh, you know, I had to pick the smallest town and state. To, no, I don't, it's not legit the smallest, but you know, I felt that way. But then, you know, my career took off and I started to chase the radio high and, and I started to, you know, build my career for what I thought I wanted. And I went through my own set of, of problems there. And then I was growing and expanding and, you know, so it's like I look at the the different chapters of my life of how I'm so grateful that I made it through some of the darkest times of my life. And just when I would say, oh, this is the darkest time of my life, there'd be another darker chapter. And you're like, damn it. I thought I already went through my darkest chapter, you know, and then I got to Fort Wayne and that's when loneliness hit. Ooh, that's when loneliness hit. And it was like, I wanted to escape myself. Like I remember, because I refused to get a couch until one of my friends was like, Amber, get a couch. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Everybody's got a couch. I was like, no, if I get a couch, that means I'm staying there forever and I'm going to be lazy. And he's like, oh my God, get a couch. Oprah's got a couch. I was like, you know what? Oprah does have a couch. I'm getting a couch. <laughs> so crazy. So crazy what your mind does. Uh, but I remember... I had this futon because I wouldn't settle for a couch. I got a futon. I was like, you know, it's not that permanent, but it's enough to be comfortable. And I had two tables in a a three-piece kitchen bistro in my apartment. And that was enough for me to feel like, okay, this is good enough. That's all you get. But I remember sitting, and I, I don't have a TV. I haven't had a TV because I don't really need it. I can watch Hulu and Netflix on my laptop, and that's good. But... I remember sitting in my apartment in Fort Wayne and this one specific day and I was sitting in pure silence and I'm sitting on my futon and I just felt like the walls were closing in on me. And I'm like, this is scary. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't even hear my neighbors above me, next to me, below me. Like I, it was just pure silence. And I thought, I can't live like this. Like this, this is crazy. So I went out and got a couch. 
and actually furnished my apartment. <laughs> I was like, cause you know, my dear friend Carl was like, your house mirrors how you feel. And I really took a look around my place and it was empty. It was empty. So my apartment was mirroring how I felt inside. And so as soon as I got my furniture, it was like, how did I ever live any other way? <laughs> like that was crazy that I did not have furniture. But it was it was the protection that I, on some weird level, like that I was giving myself. It was the security. It was what I thought I needed to have no things, no attachments, so I could run at any minute. And uh, And that's what helped me in those times what I thought to survive what that version of Amber needed to survive until I invested in furniture so I just think about how much I have had to overcome and it's probably why I'm so exhausted energetically and emotionally right now in my life because I have gone through so much and this is not a victim it's not a look at me it's just here's an example of a woman who went through some heavy shit in seven to 10 years. Like my friend Erica, she was like, Amber, I know that you don't have close connections with your family at this moment. She's like, but you've been out in this world by yourself. She's like, I don't know if I could have ever done it. She's like, celebrate yourself. And I was like, uh, yeah, but I refused to celebrate myself in that moment. I was like, yeah, no, I don't feel like it. Like I'm broke. <laughs> I can't like go and travel all over the world because that's what it, it felt like to me. Like that's what made me feel successful, but not the fact that I have survived and I have picked myself up when I was on the ground, not knowing how I was going to make it through the day in my mind, in my mental prison. Um, but I did it. You know, I did it I multiple times because I'm resilient. And uh, a lot of people are. You are. You know, think about the trials in your life. You know, think about the heartache and the, the stressful moments that you've had to go through. And then think about how you feel afterwards when you know that you did it. When you got through the darkness and the light came in and you're like, oh, you have like your own set of angels singing to you. You're like, I survived. And that's why... I always give my moment of respect or energetic, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but when people who don't wake up to see another day, whether it was their choice or it wasn't, because they didn't get that opportunity, whether they couldn't uh, mentally find the strength or <clears throat> there was something within their body that was attacking them or there was someone outside of themselves that took their life. Like There's so many dynamics to how a person doesn't get to wake up the next day and take a breath. And knowing that, you don't want to waste a day. You don't want to waste finding your purpose or finding the beauty in life, you know, connecting with people that you care about because you're here, you're alive, hopefully you're healthy. 
and hopefully your mind's right and you can tackle the day. You know, don't get caught up in the the little stuff. Like, oh, the coffee line was so long. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> you know? So take a look around and look at people. Turn around and start a conversation with the person behind you or the person in front of you. Or, geez, I'm sitting in traffic. I bet you have a car. I bet you got gas in that tank. I bet you're, I bet you're going to a job that you're going to receive a check and, you know, or maybe you're going to a, a networking meeting or whatever it may be. Like, we find stupid shit to get caught up in when the bigger picture is you are here, you have a breath and a pulse and a purpose. You know, maybe your purpose is taking care of your children. That's a hard fucking job. <laughs> As an outsider looking in, that's a hard ass job. You got judgments coming from everywhere, you know, um, and you're responsible for a little human, you know, and you have to be mindful of what you pour into your child. Your words, your actions, the lack of actions, you know, the providing for them, you know, like that's a hard job. And then you got other career paths like doctors and teachers and entrepreneurs and I mean, even people who take care of you and the fast food, like they're always so quick to be judged against. Like, I can't believe, and I'm guilty of it too, I used to say it all the time, like I can't believe they put... This on my burger when I didn't want it. My life is over. (laughs) Like the dramatic, come on. You don't know what's going on in people's lives. Yes, it's not hard work, but let it go. You know, like let it go. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just really taking advantage of, of December. And 2018 was a hard year for me. 2017 was a really hard year for me as well. But 2018 just felt like I was getting emotionally beat up because I was growing. I was losing who I was. I was outgrowing the last decade of myself, you know, like I thought I was going to be in the same career path. I thought I was going to be picking up my life and going from market to market and city to city. I, I gave up on the dream of coming back home. I gave up on the dream of trying to live in Detroit and, and invest in a city that I felt so much love for because that got buried when I was chasing the addiction of the radio high. And this last year really reminded me of where I need to listen. And I didn't know at the time, like when I started to follow my heart and follow my bliss, I was like, well, I'm just going to see where life takes me. And here I am about to enter 2019 back home. And there is no place I would rather be than where I'm at in this exact moment. I am right where I need to be. And it's not exactly where I I need to or want to be, but I'm exactly where I need to be. There's a difference. You know, I'm not chasing anything outside of myself anymore. I have so much love for myself. And I am surrounded by wonderful people who care about me. And I have connections that I've made in the radio industry and I am rooting for people that are still in the industry and kicking ass and so much love to them. Um, and I, I hope that as you're 
uh, last couple weeks of, of 2018 wind down and you start to process, you know, like so many, so many people on social media are always like, oh, here we go. A new year, new me. Stop it. If that's what people need to get by, then that's what they need to get by, you know, and you hope that they invest in themselves and that they don't waste any time, but you're never in charge of other people. So just hit like and keep it moving or just keep it moving. <laughs> but I hope that you take the time as we're about to enter into 2019 and really truly celebrate you. Celebrate everything that you've accomplished in 2018. Celebrate what you've been through emotionally, energetically, and just celebrate you and get ready for 2019. I'm not one to set resolutions. I think that's, <laughs> but I do set goals for myself all throughout the year. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you today during today's story time to appreciate yourself. Cause I know I am so grateful for the higher power forces that have helped me remain sane when I thought I was insane, <laughs> you know, and kept me safe and somehow protected with all the shit that I have gone through in my life that I'm still here. I'm talking to you. I'm recording this episode. I am living from my truth and I am living from a space of love. And that is a beautiful place to be in life. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, as always, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Peace and love.